0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I come before you today with this message of dire
1: importance. Lately, each movie we make costs about as much as a 10-year-old used car would cost. We save up for a few years and then spend it all on our newest movie. Of course, these movies earn us almost nothing, but it's so much fun. I'd rather have a bunch of movies than a bunch of used cars.
2: Can I come over and watch Freaky Farley
3: with you tonight?
0: The film you're about to see contains scenes of shocking river
1: beast action which are definitely not for the timid.
0: Hello and welcome back to Don't Let the Moturn Cast Get You a podcast dedicated to the films of Charles Roxburgh and Matt Farley. I'm here with my friends Matt, Calvin, and Stephen as always, and today we're talking about the 2021 Moturn media movie, Heard She Got Married. A departure from some of the other Moturn classics we've covered here on the podcast, this movie is more of a suburban noir that follows musical artist Mitch Owens as he returns to his hometown only to meet a strange mailman who might be up to some devious deeds... Friends, what do we make of Heard She Got Married? Can we ask Calvin first? Because mm. the
2: rest of us had seen this before.
0: Yes, this is the first And Calvin time.
2: has been saving the movies from this point onwards to watch with the podcast, I believe. Um, so you've not seen this one, well, now having have seen this one, Metal Detector or Magic Spot. So, Calvin, your first time watching Heard She Got Married. Now, post-release, all the hype, all the awards that won at the stacks, obviously a <laughs> lot to live up to. Um, <laughs> what did you think of Heard She Got Married?
4: there seems to be an inflection point on in their collaboration where we seem to be moving into a new phase mm, Yes, um, the black and white phase. the yeah. uh moturn cinematic universe yes, phase, is, four. Uh, phase four phase <laughs> yeah, four the I black and Kang. white phase <laughs> uh i'm very fond of it i i think it has a lot of texture and feeling and as you say a more noirish feel but also um not just uh verbose wordplay now it's uh, still having that and uh, mm. a little more fun with a, a more serious plotting uh, I, I think it's a lot of fun and, and very interesting work I I think it's legitimately kind of like great
2: movie um mm. that i would encourage others to watch on its own terms as a movie even those who are not interested in like the backyard cinema aesthetic like we are that like these like scrappy little things um and to link to what calvin said a thing that i really like about it is it applies this grammar exploitation comedic register we are so used to mm. and realizes that that can be sinister <laughs> and yes <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's still funny because it's darkly funny but it's not like <laughs> great comedy it's like what a mm-hmm. weird thing to say. I took like, like we'll get some later thoughts and this just what the mailman says. It's just using normal motor to dodge, but like, actually, that's a creepy way for a human to interact with people.
0: Yeah, Justin DeClue on the commentary track on the Gold Ninja release Ooh. described it as the evil version of local legends. And I can see that yes. quite a bit <laughs> because it is still about it's not about Farley, but it's very much about local Farley's members. musicality and him wanting to be a bit more than what he is, perhaps, and tied that into this intriguing sort of paranoia thriller that we'll see way more of down the line with Metal Detector Maniac but there's there's some interesting yeah. stuff here
3: and it makes uh, his bandmate Tom Scalzo into a character but yes. not yes. played yeah. by
0: Tom Scalzo
3: but,
2: but Scalzo <laughs> just confused the hell out of me I was yeah. like wait a minute that's not what he looks like what's
3: going on? Scalzo
0: couldn't make it to the, uh, the shoot that day so they just kept rolling with it and now they've got a better Tom Scalzo than actual Tom Scalzo they said which is very <laughs> funny
2: I, I could imagine, like, a world in which, like, this was a film of like, I like what you're doing, but it didn't really work. This would mm-hmm. have been, like, you know, we are we make a certain type of film, and we're making a serious film with, like, legitimate themes mm-hmm. that kind of, like, echo through it. Like, a character and, like, a narrative that's built around restraint. And being like, well, I like what you did there. That's not really what you do. And I'm really, really amazed that it that it is pulled off so well. And I think restraint is the key. I think that I really admire about the narrative of this film Is how much um, it doesn't tell you, Mm. um, but. Is very very obvious through the storytelling which builds to a really effective ending um that does recontextualize the film and is great to watch a second time yes because the film is good at wrong footing you Mm -hmm. um and we'll get to it later um it starts out very hong sang Tzu in terms of this is an aftermath like story of just characters bumbling around like talking about things in their past Mm -hmm. in their past and it ends very very hitchcock um
4: yes and that
2: transition feels really 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 natural it's really really cool
4: uh, I finally see what you mean about the Hong Sang-soo of mm. it all. I think it uh, finally emerges for me in this film that does have motifs and themes that are very interconnected. Finally, with the dialogue, I think uh, we have a lot of fun with some of the prior modern movies, but I think this one uh, wholesale feels like a, a very directed uh, film, and uh, it, it feels like it has an auteur mark now, mm. uh, which is interesting and uh, curious.
3: Of course, we should remember that this is not their first attempt at you know a serious film. There was a mm. two Todd. yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> okay, this is the <laughs> it's most telling, the first it's telling successful, that was yeah. successful You're attempt right. at a more, right, um, yeah, yeah, this is uh, a more direct approach to uh something a bit more juice. sinister. And like as we said, the grammar exploitation is still there, but it's mm. not quite at the forefront. There's something more lurking around here, and. In an interview, that they mentioned, that uh, very much inspired by Hitchcock and Psycho in general. Yeah. Um, following this character that you don't really realise is the antagonist until sort of later on, and he's 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 framing the film how he wants to frame it. He's keeping details away. Which is great. He's showing what he wants to show, and then yeah, as we get to later in the film, you realise that you've been wrong-footed this whole time.
2: So that's really what I wanted to focus on because I really like it, it. Feels like a normal Motown movie, but if you excise the narration, you get a lot of space, and it mm. feels like the kind of thing you'd usually be inside Matt Farley saying, Like when I do this, I do blah blah blah, and you you take out that, and you get this like sinister quietness mm. <laughs> around the <laughs> edges of the things that he's doing that, that make them more strange. But I do like the using his previous kind of like role and aura of I know the kind of character he's playing, mm. and the way it bends the audience into finding this guy creepy. Because the guy's just mm. a little bit strange and oddball mm. um, and has as motonisms to his to his dialogue. And then the bits in it would seem far-fetched different film. You're just like, ah, classic moton. It's like, yeah, <laughs> of course, of course this character's allowing me to be his bassist whilst being suspicious yeah. of him. That's mm. the kind of thing that a Matt Folly character would do. And mm. then it makes that plot relevant, like, I oh, know, he's setting up a kind of like an entrapment arc that's mm. just actually, actually quite smart. Is a, is a great way to handle the movie, and I just love it goes to the ending. And I do like watching it again and being like, actually, Matt Farley's character, um, Mitch, is really sinister the whole way through, mm. and does mm-hmm. occasionally say things you're like, that's quite an alarming thing to say, or a <laughs> very weird way to deal with that.
4: Yeah, even Farley's is taken in a new direction than Farley's mm. characters have been. And mm. I think that might be one of the signature differences, wherein like, uh, Abdustad and some others have Farley just being Farley next to uh, developments that seem more eerie i think uh, i think farley gets to play into the the strangeness also this time it's a lot it's more it's not fun. wish fulfillment
2: farley as well which we've we've had in the past it's yeah, like there yeah. are there are female characters that orbit around but always kind of like actually push him away in in both instances <laughs> of like no I don't want really to get involved in this and then it's not being like I'm oh, having fun doing music it's like actually this music isn't going very well no. and no one really seems to like it and there isn't kind of like a, a scrappiness to that there's a kind of like desperation to that
0: yeah and it comes across in some of the song choices as well yes. and even the, the titular song It Heard You Got Married it's got that refrain of why won't everybody listen to me why there's some, yeah. some anger there you know there's pain there um, it's a film about you know coming back to your hometown, f- feeling feeling regrets and remorse, and it's explored through the the soundtrack as well. Because um, there's no, there's, as you said, there's no voiceover, there's no sort of uh, yeah. inner monologue, no narration there. But it's it's peppered with these needle drops and um, this really like sinister, and the score, which the is sinister, really sinister, quite undersung, under underdone. But like um, that electric piano playing some sort of mm. like off melodies and strange cadences, like an unsettling score. I think it's a really nice touch.
4: If you go into the soundtrack as well, the Matt and Manly Men uh, soundtrack mm. on on Spotify, you will see that it's like mostly like melodic guitar music. There's a lot yeah. of filler and and stuff not all used for the movie, but uh, I think it paints kind of like a, a very genuine picture of like mu- the musicality of this. And mm. I think uh, that has an additional texture, and it is a really good score. I, I'd recommend just going through and. But not not so much lyrical on the on the recorded version. At least this one I listened to this morning.
0: Mm.
2: With with the person comes back to, t- to town i know again that like this this is a joke at this point but it is very similar to the day he arrives the hong sang Soo movie of being like <laughs> here is yes. this no but th- that, that film is about this this filmmaker that is going back to the town thinking i'm gonna be a big deal now. i'm back at the thing and actually comes across as really pathetic the whole time right and really okay, useless correct. and and that is maintained through that And i know it's not a direct influence but it's just telling that's just an, a narrative framework that, that just works really well and it's telling of the kind of things this film achieves so
3: i can link it to one of my favorite films, which is um, The Heroes I think, is just a phenomenal. movie. Hmm. Do you, most people put butter on their hot dogs? Okay, I have some I mean, hot dog question. <laughs>
4: yeah, we've got.
0: Uh, there's a lot to unpack with so, the, the hot dog. Uh, I think it's thread a thread here.
4: I think it's a very regional thing here in Seattle. Hmm. We do our cream cheese spread first on all our hot dogs. Uh, cream cheese is a Seattle dog. So you have the cream cheese, some jalapenos, some onions, uh, and mustard. No ketchup is allowed on a Seattle dog.
0: Interesting. So, That's the line you draw. Yeah, <laughs> cream cheese is fine, but no, no ketchup. That would be cream wrong. cheese
4: on any toasted bun. I think kind of in so I think a, a butter also is okay, but a cream cheese is uh, what you want.
0: But have you ever I... made your own dogs? You know, get the skins <laughs> and just pack it down with whatever sort of ground meat or uh, variety of just
2: a cr- <laughs> again. So I I've, I picked out a bunch of lines here that hmm. wouldn't feel weird. In a Moten film, but in this context, seem deeply sinister, which is why I love it. So th- th- these are all lines from the mailman. So mm. first, I'm a propane man. Yeah. Just just by itself, you're just like, what a weird thing to declare. Second is that he refers to his money music, he uses the phrase formal bass guitar lessons.
0: Yes, yeah. None of this amateur <laughs> which... hour stuff. I've been to the conservatoire to study for eight years on on the bass, and I've been delivering mail to different regions for 23 years, and I've got business cards.
2: Yeah, and and the last two, I'll have you know, I'll be basting them with an even coating of butter. Am like,
0: ooh, even
2: coating. No, and finally, I really prefer the flame when I'm cooking hot dogs. So like, Why
0: is this?
4: What is this? <laughs> exactly. Like you can take
0: it? any sort of motown script, and if you read it and present it in such a way, it can seem sinister, or it can mm. seem light-hearted and silly. And I think that's the. Uh, the versatility of these guys is—they they write very similar things, but the way that they present yeah. them is, you know, how the audience—it's it's off kilter, isn't it? Because it's, yeah. it's, it's
2: uncanny dialogue. So you mm. put that in a framework. Which I have a, a question for the Americans on on the podcast though, mm. um, which is a what a word means in different cultures. Because there is a show within this show, Brews um, of Bruce. The... Brews of Bruce. Now, mm-hmm. in the United Kingdom, a brew would refer to a cup of tea or mm. a cup of coffee. I presume it yeah. is not the same. How? Why is a beer a brew? Because tea is you brew tea. Well, because in a pop. we've, well, you so you so we've beer. Beer. a
4: craft brewery, right? Like a craft hmm. brew is what you would call it here. A brew-ski.
0: Come on. Yeah.
3: You know, yeah. Yeah. I, I like, wouldn't be like weirded out if somebody referred to a coffee as a brew though. Okay. But like no, referring to a tea as a brew, that would that would be off culture.
0: it's cultural I think differences. Tea is, there,
2: tea is more often referred to a brewer than coffee is.
0: You live oh, very much in me, like the yeah. Yorkshire region though, and that's very brew country. It is, it is, <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it <laughs> is. Are, you know, They love their brews up there.
2: But I get I get that beer comes from breweries, but I, it's just in the UK people would not call a beer a brew at all. Well everything that's is not a thing that you would hear
4: everything's micro brewing and craft brewing here mm. it's it's entirely brew culture. I mean, brew culture uh brew bros as we're as okay. it's called ah. uh I, I've never heard it for tea though that's very strange to me um,
2: yeah well, like when we, when we make our British version of this and we have we have brews with um
4: Brian? I've got some interesting.
2: Bazel?
0: Brews of basil. basil
2: Brews basil. <laughs> basil. It will be only cups of well, tea. A um, brew a lot more sense.
4: A brew is almost something you do here. I feel like I don't describe a drink as a brew, but as a process. Of, okay, um, mm-hmm. because that of makes sense
2: drink. to me. But like, presenting a drink like, his, because I, I get, yeah, process fine. But. And the Bruce with says, Bruce
0: show itself is a process. It's a conversation, you know. Public ah, access yes. Television. Ah, makes... We are we're brewing up great conversation. I'm,
2: I'm glad I asked because that makes a lot more <laughs> sense now. It is it is about the process. Um, uh, what do we and think I do about... love that he had to go to that um, informal barbecue, so he could not attend the concert, <laughs> <laughs> which is my favourite throwaway joke in the film. I think.
0: What do we think about the the visual look of this film? Because it sort of opens up a new door to the black and white era of these contemporary Moturn movies. And on the commentary, Tangles, it's, very striking mm, some great right, silhouette work, some really, really great looking. looking like landscape stuff in this. Um, it's just I know it's to to save on costs and time, just so the continuity errors are a lot easier to manage in post production and in editing. But it mm-hmm. gives again, it just gives this sort of. Uh, strange feeling to the overall product mm. here yeah um, it tells
3: yeah, you to expect a different tone like yeah. it, this one is going for that noir look and it yeah uses that black more to that effect it it's it's like, looks
2: it's really nice it reminds me of a, a an interview i heard of amando iannucci talking about the um Alan Partridge movie it's talking about like the different language (laughs) of different film and he was saying that he said there's just a different room where everything just has to be funny all the time and it's just like if if the shot is not showing humor then what's the point he said whereas in a drama you can have just like a long shot just like nothing happening for Mm. a while and like that is part of the construction of it and it's nice seeing that translation here of being like because you don't have these kind of like lingering atmospheric because a great shot towards the end like the camera like it happens a few times actually camera stays in the distance and, the character's and people like just walk moving. away mm. or, or walk towards in a very like scene setting way or character just goes to a place and lingers in that place for a while and it has no narrative impact apart from place setting and telegraphing mm. later location mm. which if it's just like we're making a comedy film you would never do because it's like well this is there's no joke here it's wasted not setting time. up a joke yeah, yeah it's mm. a wasted time and i like that they have used time well to as as Matt said, to genre set in that way, and it, it feels confident. It is a confidently made film for quite a divergent film for them.
4: In in genre setting, you could still see that Charlie's working from like the lingo and the grammar of the exploitation or the, like the horror movies, the yes. strange horror movies that he would mm. watch are, it's a nice little are very stuff. much it's pretty his pretty language. Well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like claustrophobic sort of thriller stuff, especially when they're in like the basements and uh, corridors there. Moving, so cum- through cumbersome, homemade are... furniture, as we all want to do. It would be remiss to
2: not mention a few of the connected universe elements. So to begin with, there was a song about a magic rock.
0: Yes, um, yeah, yeah. And well, then one, of later, favorite, one of my favorite. There is Farley the line
2: songs. that that was our magic spot. Mm. Mm. It's all and linked. this idea of, of of a rock and magic does come up all the way through so mm-hmm. it does seem very I mean I guess maybe the writing at the same time or that like having planned I out I think it's just
0: yeah well as we said it's phase 4 of the uh, the motown oh, universe yes. so it is yes. always interconnected
4: uh, yeah. well matt also goes for walks which is something he does yeah. in real yes. life um uh, very connected
0: no basketball not a not a shot. No of basketball. basketball in this film. I yeah, guess so that's anyway. fun. This is this amazing. is a basketball yeah. or a dad. Oh, By the way, how do you make how do you make sad basketball shots? Oh, you'll see
2: some. You'll see some more basketball.
0: Oh yeah, okay. basketball. This was uh This is an outline. because this was filmed... Was it? I don't know if it's filmed back to back with Metal Detector Mania, but they were very much in the process of editing Metal Detector Mania Mac while yeah. they're working on this. They're very very much interlinked. That's why they're in the, the combo package on the Blu Ray there. But
2: it it, it eschews that wider stuff quite perfectly. because It doesn't want to give. Mitch, Mitch Owens, McFly's character, a wider life. It doesn't really want to give him hobbies and interests. It
0: yeah, it doesn't really want to explain him too much. That's the whole thing. Is you're You slowly uncover bits yeah. and pieces towards the end of the film as to who this man has even been and he's got
2: to be kind of a little bit at a distance and a little bit asocial in that way. And mm. like giving him outlets doesn't work with like the emotional, but because you are, it, it's a good film just of, of distraction of you are focused on, look at this kooky mailman stuff going <laughs> yeah, on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and look at this kooky stuff about music rights, et cetera. And it's mm. like, Oh, actually there are And it's the, the, the middle of the film with that heard, she got married song, which is like, and then later, when they talk about, oh, stop writing songs about me. It's a creepy thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the transition. And um, that stuff comes that. through. It's just like, oh, this is, there's something interesting here. He's made a lot of films and they've made a lot of films. Um, but I'm using Farley here about like his music and what his music means, what it does. Mm. Some, I mean, local legends be been the most obvious, but this is a, a different kind of self reflection of, when I put myself into the art and then it links to like the overlaps of the connection of their films and themselves and their mm-hmm. audience. So there's, there's some interplay there. It's a, a, really a, a
0: fun meta level to the whole, mm. to the whole affair there. Yeah.
2: But that does like, it does encourage the viewer to look for other things. I remember we, we spoke to uh, Matt Farley about this film um, when he was on the Twin Geeks podcast, myself and Calvin. Oh, right, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. And we talked about um, Friday the 13th part two with him. And I was talking about being struck by bits of I mean just not not the set design because it's not sets I and mean, there's nothing the production design because it's just like the locations they've captured the locations and the thing that i think that really likes so you've got the the cathedral and the rock at the end mm. and they are covered in graffiti because they're just covered in graffiti because of course they are but they make it narratively relevant and again this because I've mentioned before obviously you've got a, a wife that's doing a PhD in this stuff so it's always on my mind of like yeah. what' to be used for but so much of the narratives about things that happening in the past, like staining the present or like lingering around and having this like key fixture at the end which is him being constrained by the past when the past to be that way again being covered in those marks from that way and then the big as has been like these are new marks these are different marks of different people coming and mm-hmm. placing an identity on this place that's going to echo through so you've got like past infecting and presenting the present and you've got marks through time and it is a film that's nicely about time and it does encourage you to consider elements of the wider means on set of the, like, the, the wider reality of the film in a way that the other films are just like these are really lovely wonderful funny films and they took a swing here and it, it rewards a kind of engagement that the other films have not even asked for before. Mm,
0: that's very, very true. Mm. Well, astute. it's also funny in doses, you know, it's not as, in your tar face and as I mean, Tara and terror is just a great <laughs> it's bit. Just, it's just um, a joke. There's just other little, little snippets of dialogue here and there. You know, the grammar exploitation is always, mm. always there for them. And, um, Bits of Kevin McGee, not a lot of Kevin McGee here, but some Kevin McGee as the sort of Kills it. detective. I mean, yeah, of course he's gonna kill it. He's he's the man. Oh, he has a,
2: a noir, ambiguous glance. Like he kind of like ends the film with a glance that is like that blade runner thing of being like, Does he know? Does he know? Does he know? <laughs> it looks like he know. And like that's such a, a nice little genre player, but it. it is that bit of the end. It is like classic Naruto, but like it's like long Thousand Miles there being like, wait a minute that's the Something
0: secret sequel doesn't add up the secret yeah, sequel is kevin maybe. mcgee hunting down mitch owens back to oh, nashville man. to to you know get him for his crimes i one of one of the it's like a throwaway line but mitch owens isn't even his real name his real name's like mark yeah. and he yeah, like jaz- jazzed it up for Nashville. it's such a funny transition between mark and mitch like i never felt like a mark i was always more of a mitch guy <laughs> yeah, who's
2: Tara and who's tara but one of them just calls him like mark oh sorry no mitch <laughs>
3: That's a great and little thing. You just like it feels like a slip up.
2: Be like, oh no, that was mentioned earlier.
3: Elizabeth Peterson is Tara, and Sharon is Tara. Mm-hmm. Tara then.
0: Tara. Um, um, and it, it, it's a it's a point to how uh, different to the uh, the last like fifteen years of movies or so is like um, they're not quite as family friendly and as not trying no. to. Appeal to like a family audience. They've got a b- bit more risque stuff here. You've got unsolicited nudes as like the throughline narrative here, and it's like, ooh, Charlie and Farley are talking about nude photographs here. Interesting.
2: But the way that Mitch Owens facilitates—obviously, we learn later that mm. that he is that, that is all him <laughs> that yeah, he yeah. Is-, is orchestrating these things. Um, but the way that he handles that conversation, you also focus on like the weird plot point, but like the way that he just morally deals with it is a good indication of later because it's not. It's not the way that anyone else would like handle no. that conversation. Talk
0: about that conversation, yeah. You, mm. you can uh, the the seeds are planted there that there's something mysterious going on between um, Mitch and the character there. Yeah.
2: So Calvin, this yeah. being your first watch, um, when when did you clue into what was going on?
4: I think it was uh, you know mid movie point, as we were saying, kind of like the development there. But uh, I think outright, it does feel like there's something under the surface here. And I think it does a good job developing it throughout mm. and kind of like centering the story around those mysteries and ending, as you say, as more of a Hitchcockian thriller as it's developed. Uh, um, like, like uh, I don't know the exact words for like a Romero or a Hong Su movie, but like Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we need a word for that. We need like a
2: Metroidvania style little <laughs> yes. mini need, to that, that. need to coin a term. We need to coin a term for this,
4: this the, uh, Sang set, over set of... Hong just... uh, Here's the cat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: in, in related, oh, in, related in related pet news, we just we just put a deposit on a dog today. There you go. Just, this is an we fantastic. For, yeah, oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is wow. an announcement for the podcast. There you go. More on that later. There you go. Exclusive, exclusive reveals. We, we buy
0: bought a released. dog. You have to call yeah. it something Moton-related, or I'll edit it out of the podcast. <laughs> okay. So yeah. There you go. That's you, a, you, a, a new stack tier. Name my animals. Tara, <laughs> Tara, <terror> or Terra.
2: <laughs> put a poll up. <laughs> get to and then like really
0: confuse people
4: well that's but, fantastic news dogs are always dogs are good dogs
0: are, are, good.
2: Good. are you glad you waited calvin are you glad that um <laughs> you, you you waited for this movie
4: i don't know anymore i I, <laughs> I wish i were like concurrent with like the the movies coming out in mm-hmm. some way yeah. so i feel like some loss like i could be like uh texting matt farland being like i love your new movie and this is a, yeah, yeah, yeah. what i like about it but i also like the restraint i think it's good for the show yeah, I think that's good one because the rest be of us the rest of us can't wait, basically.
0: Like <laughs> yeah. you know Yeah,
3: I think the rest of us like saw it pretty much yeah, as, as
2: we
0: could Vimeo, like um, Vimeo re- release, same with uh, yeah, I was, or whatever just
2: yeah. as it came out talking with Matt on the podcast about it as well. So I've been like, yeah, m- needed to. I'm really intrigued to see because I remember that Jack then watched um and Matt did as well, but I didn't speak to Matt about it. Sorry, Matt. No, um no. but but Jack watched Matt Detect before I did, mm. and I was just like so is it great? And Jack was just like, "Yes, but it's different <laughs> to." Um, uh, yeah, the complete. And
0: I, I've gone back and forth on Metal Detector Maniac. We'll 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 cover that. I think that's that'll be next episode. Anyway, there's a little but bit chunking
2: Fallen Angels to it. They're very much like two two sides of the coin.
0: It's very interesting. It's sort of like um, the split personality of Moturn And like one half, they want to do mm. uh, the fun, the wholesome, altogether sort of songwriting and joke telling stuff. And then, then there's the the sincere meta level of like sincere drama without giving too much
2: away cuz i don't want to cuz that's everyone else is really really cool mm-hmm. the- do not be expecting, like, oh, here's their dark move, then back to lightness. I was surprised by how dark Math and Maniac* is as They well. are sort <laughs> so of interlinked. It's this is, very yeah, interesting. This is a little dark period. And the Magic Spot is so, is so gleeful. Has some dark undercurrents that if you think about it, like, wait a minute, what? 100%, um, but like uh, that,
0: I feel like that's a return to mm, uh, I'm so the, 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 the whimsical Motern. And yeah. Who knows? Maybe Boston Johnny's a continuation of that. Maybe it's a delve deeper mm. into Farley's dark subconscious. I, who knows?
2: I do like these as a one-two punch of I didn't think you would go there, but you did. Very, mm-hmm. very cool.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're so different in like, run times as well. Like, this one's bad. Yeah. Was it 75 minutes or something? And Metal Detector's mm-hmm. pushing uh, two hours. And at, at the time of release, I was getting them a bit confused, just because they're both black yeah. and white. They're both motor movies mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, very interesting. Very interesting movies. I'm looking forward to getting into Metal Detector Maniac and finally check out the commentary track for all sorts of uh, interesting tidbits there.
3: Yeah. What do you think uh, about the man? What else is
0: on that blu ray? Oh, what else is on the Her She Got Married Blu-ray? I, I uh, didn't have a chance to most poke around of it, 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 The bonuses are to do with Metal Detector Maniac. So like the oh, the, okay. the making of um yeah. uh the music of because uh, Farley didn't do all the music for Metal Detector Maniac. So it's a it's a different a different highlight there. Um I don't think there were many bonuses as Metal Detector Maniac as there are on the uh, heard you got married, side. I just checked the commentary track out, which is as always just very, very listenable. Charlie and Farley mm. talking about movies, talking about their own movies it's just very endearing.
4: We need to get them on again, maybe together. In yeah, that we've ever done them. I don't,
0: I don't think we've ever had them on together. Have we? We've had them. We need to find some kind of like perfect
4: magic spot
2: to, to get them on together. That'd really, be a good one to do that'd be a good one. Yeah.
0: To do. We are running out, and it's it's sad to think that all those mm-hmm. months ago when we started, we were like, oh, we have got all these movies to cover, and now we're we're slowly catching Almost up through.
4: But uh, no. ideally, we will will not finish. Ideally, Never. the show will. We uh, will uh, forever. All other reasons to come back to things with them <laughs> mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. I told you we're doing we'll every
0: do. single Matt Farley album in chronological order, <laughs> yes, and analyzing the themes, the production, <laughs> we're the chords, doing song everything, by song, <laughs> <laughs> Until hit piece we got, by hit piece. We've got to the point where Farley is writing albums about our analyses of his old albums. That's that's my goal. That's my yeah. end game here. That's how I see this progressing.
2: Farley, are you listening? Why aren't you doing that? Why, why why doesn't each of these podcasts have a song? Why isn't there an album of songs? Come on.
4: Maybe he's waiting for the end.
2: Okay, there you go. It needs to be a, a complete work. I, that makes sense. He's not like Sufjan Stevens. He'll just give up.
4: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> coward. Yeah. What a coward. Yeah. <laughs> This is an
2: anti-Sufjan podcast. Take that. We're, pro We're on the Farley. Farley side of that divide. Yeah, yeah.
4: Just Brilliant. a lot of Illinois noise to me. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Illinois.
0: <laughs> come yeah, on, come Phil. feel it, Farley. Come
4: on. <laughs> I, I think we're okay uh,
0: Yeah, has anyone got any, like, any burning I, thoughts about I just Does think that Mailman own?
2: performance is so good I think I think the Yes,
0: uh, I, I haven't got the actor's name here. Yeah,
3: this is also like the start of Chris Peterson being more prominent yeah. In these movies too mm,
0: that's
3: he, very he, true, he, yeah. he was in a bunch of Side characters in previous ones Like he's the pervert professor in River Beast you know, <laughs> Yeah but, uh,
4: yeah, he works so rich. well with Farley. I I really like him in it. Yeah, they've got um,
0: a nice uh, back and forth between them.
4: Well we just develop really like, in the
2: movies, haven't we? I mean, like they clearly someone joins in and they kind of get the rhythm of them, and they later build like a character that gets that yeah, rhythm. And that yeah. I think that's why there is some like great kind of like rewarding keeping watching these films as they mm. kind of like increase as as the the regulars become become like. Even really well regular. positioned regulars, mm. and like can be put against type or with type, which is why Farley is interesting. This because he's slightly against type, but you yeah, yeah i say so. Late, I, I think... but then you realize later because you're like, I know what this character is.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah and he just he feels older he looks older i think the yeah. way he presents oh. himself on screen um there's a like a strange maturity to it he just looks a bit disheveled yeah. in parts like windswept walking he just looks like a different farley from the farley we found it's world in...
2: weary this film yeah. there's a world weariness yeah. that i really really take to of it's in the atmospherics of it it's a, mm. a downbeat sad movie you take the jokes out of local legends and you kind of got this <laughs> places.
0: yeah um, absolutely yeah, yeah. Yeah. Evil, evil version of Local Legends, the suburban one. Well, I,
4: I really loved that inversion, because uh, Local mm. Legends being my favourite, I think this might be my third favourite so Interesting. far. Well. Interesting. I think um, it's really brilliant, I really I do, really and I
2: good. kept and I feel bad having to say that because I do think the rest yes. of them are proper movies but this is just like this is a really, really good capital F film. Harry Styles, movie, movie, you know, whatever.
4: <laughs> the movie feels like a movie. It's sure. a it's real a movie that
2: feels movie. like a movie. I would yeah. I would if Harry Styles is over, but people like him don't come here. Um but if he was over, then I'd put it on and he would be like, Harry, you're
0: gonna enjoy this. You like you like movie movies. Then you'd put on burial ground and he'd be like, Hey. <laughs> well, yeah. <and> like, <laughs> Steve, you know. I've seen this so many times before. I'm like, sorry, Harry.
4: <laughs> people That's like Harry. us never get to be on podcasts. Yeah. So like that, I just that, uh, <laughs> Thanks for uh, thanks for playing dirty pool on the telephone.
0: <laughs> oh, so that has been Bruce with Bruce. I've been your host, Bruce. As always, you can find more interesting podcasts and articles on the twingeeks.com Have we got anything mm-hmm. uh, explicit to plug? Explicit. Off oh, we have a, a lot, lot of, of explicit. explicit properties. Have we got anything uh, nasty to plug on this end episode here? Oh, we anything can. New? We can
2: plug the the listener slash reader top ten list that people yeah. can find and should be interested in. It's a top eleven, motern. so that's there's already some,
0: more interesting. There's some Motor uh, relations there, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: It might Read. be a river beast or two just floating around.
4: Well yeah. Matt and I of this podcast may come back with a, a special of our own oh. uh, a long form oh. podcast. Special. I did hear about that. I heard about, oh, I that. Heard about, about that that. Yeah, yeah so send I'm your going. best
3: wishes to Calvin. He's suffering through some <laughs> Rough films for this. Interesting. I yes. heard about that and without giving away, I was just like, could I watch
0: those in that time period? I was like, no, I can't. And I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> this is great. I was like, no, I literally, literally cannot. Um, so my but- uh, immediate thought there was, is Calvin watching all the Children of the Corn movies? And I'm like, no, <laughs> from- Calvin of the Corn. <laughs> Probably all those Oscar movies he's been watching recently, not the Children of the Corn ones. I'm but sure I mean- there's
2: some overlap there, Jack. I'm sure several I- of the Children <sighs> of the Corn movies have
0: watched this. One day, so. so. Honorary Corn Award. <laughs>
4: I just have like a dull layout of 14 old movies I need to watch that all kind of look the same or <laughs> all kind of look like Oscar bait of a certain style mm. at the very least. Sure. Uh, I just...
2: I just it's like there's funny. someone on Letterboxd somewhere that follows me and Calvin who doesn't speak to us mm-hmm. much. And they're like, they used to watch a bunch of very varied stuff. Now Steve was only watching Shyamalan movies and Calvin's only yeah, watching like strange Oscar bait. What is going on?" They are like, oh, "This one needs to be in touch with our media
0: personality. Yeah, you got to listen then, uh, to the podcast. You got to read the books. You got to." Then every the once in a
4: while, you and I will log, uh, you know, a kaiju, and they're like, "Oh, they're back on the same page yeah, like, again. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's right. We we need to get that show back the next month. We do. That's we do. One of we do. My we do. Goals. We do. Uh, let's yeah, do an yeah, episode yeah. the next month. Uh, yes." I'll so yeah, check that.
0: everything out on twingeats.com Stay stacked, stay locked to the stacks Don't let the most <laughs> get you Twin We Geeks. have too many endings We have now. too many endings Shiver's um, Stay yeah. stacked Yeah.
4: Thanks for uh, stacking on the telephone There we go oh, um, oh,
0: So if you're watching along, and you should be watching along Next film we'll be covering is Metal Detector Maniac From Recall. 2021 so excited. One of my faves And until then, yes. don't let the River Beast get you Stop Calvin. recording, Jack Calvin, Calvin say it he's already said it I'll
4: I say it again I'll say it again
1: yeah. I, just, I, I thanks,
4: like it thanks for finishing on the telephone oh god oh, even worse nice.
1: Charlie Roxburgh you're so talented you are a very good movie maker you're the director of lots of great movies like Freaky Farley and Slingshot of shots done in one